So recently, I've been extremely picky about the candles that I keep around the house. A lot of home fragrances don't really smell natural. They're not really sweet and have a lot of chemicals. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and just toxicity in the air, that has changed the way that I select the candles that I keep in my house. And that's why I'm so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that smells amazing. The candle industry has a major problem, which is almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year in almost all of them. And I mean all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next one million years. That's right. A million. Insane. But Notes Candles has created a solution. They have a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again. So you don't become a part of the problem. And it's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragrance wax beads. So all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable Notes jar, fill it up with wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then do it all over again. And you're ready for a new one. And you don't have to settle for less exciting fragrances with notes either. In fact, their collection of almost 13 fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina that are insane. I have a few of these here. Me and Jordan have been using them and I love it. Me and Jordan both are really big candle users, ironically, and so we can't get enough of this. And they have all these interesting one-of-a-kind fragrances like oak milk, vanilla, pepperwood, potassio, rose water all of them are amazing so be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality fragrance by making the switch to notes you can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash just different right now notes is giving our listeners 15 percent off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code just different just use code just different when placing your order that's code just different at notescandle.com dot com slash just different are you ready let's do it all right yo what's up it's your boy d starks Starks and you are now tuned in to the just different podcast where we talk everything faith life and culture back for another man. week another wednesday episode 135 so actually i was just talking to somebody yesterday we were having a conversation who i was talking to what well, was it was our editor oh, okay, and okay. i was um, explain it. Well, he was explaining it to me. Yeah, maybe you all should do some like pre and post production things where you like record yourself before the episodes, like getting prepared and like afterwards, or maybe doing a live stream of some sort, like beforehand. Okay. Like live streaming the actual recording, so like people can like be in, like you can like be interactive with the chat, whoever's like tapped yeah, in. Yeah, I kind of like that. But I, I like was that. thinking about how this happened after we came back from the airport, and uh. I was in New York. I don't know why, but I just got back on my Paramore kick, and I was jumping. <laughs> I had them, bro. Them are certified hood classic. Paramore like I, is fire. Bro. I had all them songs on Man, repeat. I'm bro. telling you, bro. And I was just thinking about how, like, lately I've been playing those almost like every single day, honestly. And I remember before this had to be one of the last two episodes. Like, yeah, yeah no, it was recent. I was, it was when recent. he said that, I'm like, bro, like people, like people will probably really enjoy that because, like, we just rocking out the Paramore right before we. Jump That's in. what I'm like, saying. We always play some music or something that get to you know. We got, and there's a couple of songs like that that I've been coming across and been reminded of and just had on repeat. No, because we were just playing. What was it? it was um that, a thousand uh, miles? Yeah, way downtown. Wait, hold on. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh man, what's that one? There was what was that one that I just saw? Um, oh yeah, I'm into they don't know, they really don't know. No, nah, that 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 time of music, I don't even really know how I came across that, but you know, that yeah, it's different. There's been man. some eras of music, and when we was in like middle school, bro, bro like it was going into here, high school, was that was different. I'm telling you, it was different. And bro. I'm I've I've mentioned it before, but I will never shut up about that summer 16. That that whole year, like 2014 through 2016, you know, I'm I'm never I'm never gone. Music was, yeah, okay, yeah, life wise too. But I, I mean, you, I well, obviously, music wise, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That it was. I feel like it was definitely up at a at a peak at that point. Yeah, that was know? different. But for I was sure. like, yeah, like we would, we would, we could possibly do that. But I think we are going to be possibly. I'm not going to make any promises here because you know when I talk about <laughs> anytime I mention a vlog, <laughs> like publicly, it takes like it never comes out. <laughs> But so go we actually are going to, I believe, what is it, the three V three conference next week, and we are going to be media personalities at Chosen Con. So the TV series called The Chosen, we're going to be there at their conference next week. We got invited out. It's in yep. Dallas, Texas, and you know, God been doing what only God can do. So we have a lot of great opportunities coming up, like no, you know, sure. all in one particular sure. week. So I'm really excited about. So yeah, hopefully that's something that we'll be able to do. I think I want to just for the sake of it. You know what I mean? I think, I think we've been. Be smooth. Yeah, these are good. These are good moments to do so. If anything, yeah, yeah. So at least y'all have that. But I thought the idea of doing some of that would be fun. So maybe one day. Yeah, what, the, what the kids been saying these the, days, man? God been gotten. Fact. <laughs> God been gotten. Bro, I'm telling you. Fact. All right. So let's go ahead and tap in and let's get straight it. into let's it. Do it. Let's do it. This was really. I, I don't know. An, the idea or topic was inspired by a message that I heard, then some subsequent events that I'm seeing happening just like across the world with people in my own life. But don't sell out. And I think that when we think about this idea of like selling your soul, sometimes we act as if this is an activity only reserved for celebrities. But, you know, I believe there's people who are doing it every Mm -hmm. single Mm -hmm. day and all that really looks like is compromising who you are what you believe whether that be for the sake of fame notoriety monetary gain fill in the blank of what that is you know and so when we look at people who have like stepped into like the limelight of media entertainment or these more public facing positions in society and the broader culture we can look at that sometimes automatically assume or see some change in their particular action of what we once knew them as and be like oh like they're they sold their soul or Mm -hmm. they you know changed up who they are like compromised you know but again i feel like as if there are like these small incremental moments of even our lives and all people's lives where we can do the same thing you know and that can look like baby you're in the workplace or stepping into that you get a promotion that comes across your desk Yes, it may provide you like more money, yeah. but it's going to take time away from the family God's been calling you to give more of yourself to, yeah. right? Or, okay, you get a job offer that 
you're presented with. And yes, you're going to get more access to different relationships, opportunities, and things that may elevate your career. But this offer goes completely against what you know God has called you to do, the next steps you need to take, and the purpose you know you have for your life. And then, you know, even generally, you get an opportunity that comes right at your feet for you to do what you love, but that comes at the cost of you promoting values that you don't abide by and, li- and portraying a lifestyle contrary to what you really desire. <clears throat> so although these seemingly look amazing on the surface and in theory, what happens is we'll start to slowly sacrifice these small pieces of ourselves and our soul mm-hmm. in hopes for some type of greater reward. Although the Bible speaks about this as an unprofitable deal, yep. which we'll get into. And, and this is ultimately what the enemy wants out of all of us. He wants us to give, whether that be our heart, our attention, and our devotion to anything but Jesus himself. Yep. So we'll be in the moment of all of these things and we'll settle for what appears to put us ahead but pushes us further away from God. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so important to genuinely know what you believe and what you stand on, which is the other half of this conversation. Because as we've heard before, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And in a lot of times as we're like growing into our adulthood and like having to make these decisions and coming across these opportunities, we start to realize what we believe was more so from what we've been told, what we've always seen instead of what we're truly convicted on and what we're building our life on itself. We haven't tested these ideas and these principles and what we, the foundation of what our life truly is. And so anything can sway us here and there. And it's so easy to just take these things because I'm not really solidified in anything true in terms of what my values are. Mm -hmm. And this is so important because what I put down is The enemy will make every deal feel like a necessity. Every opportunity that may try to come your way, every open door, every relationship, every situation that may get you more access to X, Y, and Z, it's always going to feel like a necessity that we need in our lives. Like to some of the things that I mentioned earlier, right? Okay, like you get the promotion. Okay, yeah, of course. Maybe you're building a family. Maybe you're about to have kids and get married. Okay, having some more having more provision to be able to provide like makes sense. Right. And is somewhat of a need. Okay. Like you need this, you feel like this or you feel as if, okay, you possibly do need this particular connection or relationship to get to where you're trying to go in your career and what you love and your creative endeavor. Right. And this feels like, oh, this is like a need. But with all of that, what I've come to realize and know for myself is the fact that we'll take these opportunities because deep down, we don't believe God will provide them for us. And we have to understand that every opportunity isn't God's and every open door isn't one that he unlocked. And that no matter what I believe may mean a necessity to what I'm going to, what my future is or this next season, God is always going to be the catalyst for what that is. And I don't yeah. need to compromise the core of who I am to try and get ahead like because he genuinely cares for me. And sometimes... That's even a whole misconception of, oh, like, there's only really one way to get to where I need to go when God's like, yo, like, I already have your steps laid out. Like, just obey and follow me, although it can be harder at moments. Yeah, yeah, I think I like when you said appears that, like, stood out to me, like, and when you were talking, and it was earlier in your point, you were talking about, like, things that, like, appear to be, like, Mm -hmm. advantageous. And just in my mind, I was thinking, I was just thinking about, like, like, not too much on appearances because... So essentially, my girl's been reading this book about singing the spirit, and y'all gonna be getting a lot more on that when she's done reading it. I'm gonna read it and I'm gonna be tapped in, uh, but she's been telling me a little bit about it, and it's just been on my mind and about how 
what you see happening in the physical isn't doesn't always coincide with what's happening in the spiritual. And it's important not to put too much on appearances or how things seem to be. <laughs> not too much on appearances, not too, bro. Not too much, bro. Not too much on that, bro. And I was reminded of John ten ten that talks about like the thief comes to steal, uh, kill, and destroy. He only comes to do these things, is what it says. And um, so we understand that the enemy steals. I, I'm kind of kind of honing in on the still, the still part for the conversation. And we've heard this before. We know that he stills, but this entails a lot of different things. Like, but more importantly, what Darren said, because, okay, so we know that he can come to steal our joy. He can come to steal, you know, our vision. But more importantly, what Darren was talking about, like he can also steal our attention, right? If that's, he only steals, kills, destroys. I think that is one of the main things that he tries to steal is our attention away from God. Um, and also that brought me also to second Corinthians 11, 14, 15, where it says, and no wonder for Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no great surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, right? Mm, that's tough. Hold on. So, say that. Say that again. One thing that I've been blown away as I'm just getting deeper and study is bar for bar the practicality of what's in the Bible. You know, there's this narrative, even within the church misconceptions yeah. that we have that, oh, well, there's not that much material or information, wisdom, or guidance on things that may be happening in the world today or circumstances that we go through. When I say that it has everything, everything, bro, the foundation of what we need to really build upon whatever we're seeing right now, like we can dismantle that, but it's all there. Yep. So yeah, it says, and no wonder for Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no great surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Mm -hmm. So the enemy disguises himself, right? So with this conversation, he can disguise himself in a so a so called like good opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. And even with that, it's 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 understanding like even the depth of what that means. It's not even the opportunity itself because I think that's what's disorienting sometimes. Because right. it's like this seems like a good opportunity, like. I'm kind of looking at the contract. I'm looking at the what's what's entailed, bro. This looks like it's good, but sometimes it's not the opportunity itself, but what it's drawing you away from. It's not always like what what you're walking into, but what what you may be missing if you do walk that direction. I think sometimes that's, that's what tough. it is. That's so tough. I think it's also about remembering that because I've been in situations where it's frustrating because it doesn't make sense. Like why wouldn't I take this opportunity? Mm -hmm. But there's just something that's like ah, I just don't think I should. But it's like you don't know what you're missing, and so that brings me to. This verse in, um, hold on, let me see, in, in Acts 18, 19, 21. So it says, oh, that's the wrong one. Sorry. It said, <laughs> I mean, because I got two here. I got two here. I'm going to talk about the other one later. But it's Acts 16, verses 6 through 10. I'm going to just read all of it. So it says, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of, man, I'm about to butcher these names, of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mesia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. Okay, so first off, let's let's stop here before I get to verse 8 and the rest of them. This doesn't make sense to my point that I was just mentioning. Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations. So why wouldn't I preach the gospel in Asia? You see what I'm saying? It would only be advantageous to, for, the, for the gospel message to preach it anywhere and everywhere. So it's like, why is the spirit not allowed? I'm sure they was like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I feel like they had a different type of, they was locked in. So they probably 
wasn't questioned that they questioned it maybe a little bit but not too much but think about that it's like oh this this just makes sense like you know preaching the gospel wherever wherever we can go and wherever we can spread it that's only going to be advantageous but it says the spirit did not allow them to so in verse 8 says so they passed by Mesia and went down to Troas during the night Paul had a vision of a man in Macedonia standing and begging him come over to Macedonia and help us after Paul had seen the vision we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them right so in this these verses from 6 to 10 it shows you this parallel of God saying no to an opportunity and then him revealing why he said no. But it wasn't until after they decided to heed the spirit and not go to that place. You see what I'm saying? That he got Paul got clear. a Paul got a dream that night saying, This is where I need you to go. But say 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 Paul was like, God, I don't know. Like it only makes sense to go to Asia. And he went to Asia. What would have happened? God needed him in Macedonia. So it's like remembering that because sometimes it's not going to make sense until you're obedient until until you're obedient um and i was i was reading i was reading this thing in my bible and it wasn't the bible itself but um i got the tony evans study bible and he has like these little sayings throughout the bible that i think are so good he said um he said he said faith the absence of faith isn't doubt it's disobedience and I thought that was so good and kind of applies to this situation as well. It's like if you say you have faith in God, if he's telling you or you, you know, not to do something or you feel like you shouldn't walk into an opportunity, whatever the case may be, having faith is being obedient to that even when it doesn't make sense. Like Paul and his companions where it didn't make sense, but they were obedient to it, right, because of their faith. And then God revealed to them, oh, this is actually where I need you. So that's also what it is as well. Like, I mean, like I mentioned, like it's not it's not about the opportunity itself that's bad. It wouldn't have been bad to go to Asia and preach the gospel, but he needed them somewhere else. That's why it's bad. But sometimes you don't know that until after the fact. Right. Not yeah. too much on appearances. Not no. too much, bro. <laughs> not too much. It's not, it's not always about it, bro. And no, I, I believe sometimes we can get in our own way. And this is a conversation me and you had yesterday. And what'll happen is we will try and be the ones that opens the doors that only God can unlock mm. and or put ourselves in positions only God can, you know, set our path on. Exactly. And with that being said, that also is that aspect of disobedience in a way that mm. we are now taking a position we were never meant to hold and becoming the ultimate source of the provision that we have. And one thing that I've been talking to my friends a lot lately about is not seeking opportunities hmm. in the sense of understanding the promise of Matthew 633 and spitting, bro. actually living that out. That is the like to really yeah. give him everything. To let go of your control of situations, mm -hmm. which you believe is going to get you ahead and set you further on this particular path in your journey in school, undergrad, corporate, entrepreneurship, whatever it is. That's the that's the fight and that's the battle of mm -hmm. understanding, okay, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added un exactly. to me. And so just not chasing things God didn't give you. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's a big portion of this conversation because what I mentioned I, what I mentioned earlier that I believe is so significant is 
that that's the reason why I'm going to overextend myself, the energy that I have and what I know I may be called to right now, because I don't believe God can really open this door. Right. It's an issue of faith. It is what we've yet to see him do or what we forgot that he's done in the past. And so I believe keeping that particular mindset during this process is always going to help with the temptation that's in front of you mm. and the resistance that may come with that of knowing like who God is and yo, what you want from me is what I want for myself. And I know that that is the best plan. Mm-hmm. Period. I think in terms of this conversation, I was reminded of the, the verse in the Bible that talks about testing every spirit. And uh, let me see. And in that specific context, I know that it's talking about like false prophets and whatnot. But when you look at testing every spirit, I really think the the core message is trying to get at is just like the the appearances thing, essentially. Like I think that's that's really what it's getting at. Like don't don't just jump at everything that looks good, right? Because in the context he's talking about like false prophets that are coming and trying to like deceive you. So like don't don't just jump for everything that looks good. And I think with testing the spirits, it's important to I mean it's it's something that I do and and something that I wrote down. Uh, when I was thinking on the topic, which I'm really going to start applying to my life and I've subconsciously have been, I just haven't had the language for it, but it's like looking at the fine print of life because I was thinking about, I was thinking about how I feel like the enemy is kind of like a record label that's trying to like sit down with an artist and like finesse them out of everything that they have. You see what I'm saying? Because what they, what they do within, I don't know if y'all know much about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me go in depth. Okay. I don't know if y'all know much about the music industry, but, um, there's kind of been this new wave of like becoming independent away from record labels because essentially there was just a huge stint in music history where record labels would sit down with artists and they would just give them completely terrible deals. And obviously like the artist just wasn't reading the fine print of the contract, but the contract was basically telling them, we'll give you this money up front, but we taken everything from you, like 100% of basically everything that you have. And that so, wasn't every deal. Essentially but, these record labels would present promises, guarantees, opportunities and relationships to the artist, but it came at a cost. And this cost was not necessarily felt by the artist at the time because the back end. they, one, weren't aware, yeah. reading the particular contract or understanding the totality of the fine print. Exactly. Exactly. It was on the back end that this stuff was costing them, costing them everything. And so that's what I mean by looking at the fine print of life, right? And how these artists should have been looking at the fine print of the contract and how I feel like the enemy functions in that same way. He'll bring us very deals that seem so promising and profitable. But if you look at the fine print, it's like, yo, like this is really costing you like your soul. It's costing your time, your energy. It's pulling you away from family. It's pulling you away from purpose. Like you got to look at the fine print of life and, and every opportunity that you that you come across. So I think that's also important as well. And I, and I like that parallel. You have to look at the fine print of life and and look at. Like, like I said, and be practical about it, like on the back end of like, what is, what is this going to cost me? How much time is this going to be taken away from me? Right. Like Darren, like Darren said, which I'm going to go into more depth about it in a second, like, uh, like understanding your core values. Right. And is this going to be taken away from those things? Like, that's what I mean by looking at the fine print, like matching, even matching it up to the things that, you know, you want to be integral to my family, my friends. Uh, this thing that I have a passion for, if it's taking you away from any of those things, then it's probably something that, you know what I'm saying, you shouldn't be shouldn't be doing. 100%. And there yeah. was a verse that you mentioned, you spoke about, this was a few months ago in mm-hmm. the episode we did about 
understanding the fear of God because you were reading the awe of God by John Bevere and you spoke to this verse that he mentioned that it was a very simple revelation. This wasn't anything very like complex or so mind boggling, but to me at the time, it definitely just made so much sense, but it was in Mark eight verse 36 and all it says, well, we'll start at 35. It says, Forever, well, we'll start at 34. <laughs> then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Then this is the verse here that we've heard before, that we've all heard before. What good is it for someone to gain the world yet forfeit? their soul or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul if anyone is ashamed of me in my words in this adulterous and sinful generation the son of man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his father's glory with the heavenly angels but it was verse 36 and 37 what good is it for someone to gain the world yet lose their soul or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul Mm. and so this goes into what I like to say at times, when you don't know whose you are, you don't know what you have access to. And this is why I'm not just understanding your identity, but the value in which you have, right? That no matter the particular opportunity that may come your way or that you may present it with or options that you have and directions that you can go when you're just coming into yourself, your career, or just your life in general, is worth the inherent value of how God has made you and who Mm -hmm. you are as an individual. And I think when Jordan brought it up that first time, it blew my mind because it's, it's an unprofitable deal. Your spirit, your soul, the totality of who you are, there's no comparison. There's no Mm -hmm. amount of money that is worth that. And sometimes people don't believe they're more than what's offered to them. Right. What the offer may be, what the opportunities that are coming look like may bring the value to them that they didn't believe that they had. Mm -hmm. And so without whatever is in front of me or what people may be trying to hand me, I don't feel as if I actually have that inherently within myself just through how I know God sees me. But it is an unprofitable deal. Mm -hmm. It's unprofitable. It's, It's quite literally unwise. It wouldn't make sense, right? Like why would I trade this MacBook for some a pillow or like a candle right right i wouldn't do that why why would i do why would i not do that it's because i understand the value of what i have in front of me mm, that's good i understand that if i had a bar of gold i don't care who tries to offer me anything there would be no inclination in my mind to try and want to give this away why? Because I understand the inherent value of what's in my hand, yep. what God's given me, what I have, like, what I have within myself. So, yeah. When you mentioned that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. And I felt, of course, rightfully so, it fits so much into this conversation Almost of definitely. understanding this value that Almost. you have. Almost definitely. Which which is which is fire. Yeah, no, that's that's tough. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. Till this day that verse, I'm glad I read that book, bro. Like cause mm-hmm. especially even just that verse alone, bro. I could have read that entire book. If that's all I got, I would have been happy I read them like two hundred pages, however long it was, because that's that's just such a good revelation. Um and I think another important part of 
the conversation, which you talked about earlier and I mentioned like I would I would get back to is like knowing what you're standing on. And something else I think is important is like standing strong on like the small things or the things that like seem small, um, but are actually very vital because we've talked about before, you probably heard it before, how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you compromise on the small things, you will compromise on like the bigger things down the line or if a bigger opportunity arises. So specifically what I mean by that is, well, in a practical way. So I have values like, I have an order in my life of things that matter to me. So it's like, okay, like my relationship with God, my relationship with my family, my friends, et cetera, like my girlfriend. Um, and then, um, and then it's like pot, it's like purpose after that. I, I believe that like your family, it's like your first purpose. So it's like that. And then, and then it's like your job, like the purpose that you're set here to do. And then it's like kind of everything else falls under that. But those like always, those never change. You see what I'm saying? those never change. So if I feel like anything is out of order, I can like recognize that in the opportunity that's coming. If I feel like it's going to get stuff out of whack, I'd probably either need to be more intentional about it or understand that's not the opportunity for me. And even smaller stuff, like I, I won't work on a Sunday. I think in the past that I didn't necessarily give that much weight, but now like Sunday is my Sabbath. I will not work on a Sunday. If a situation comes and they say I have to work on a Sunday and I explain to them why I can't and they still try to force me, then guess what? It's not the opportunity for me. Like that's just some, that's something I won't bend on. Something else I've, I've set as a value of mine. I have 15 hours in the day. I try my best to, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here in front, sit in front of here a lot of y'all. I try my best to wake up at seven every day and go to sleep at 11 every night. So if I do that, I have 15 hours in my day. I will never work for someone else for more hours than I have for myself, my own purpose, my own dreams, my own family, et cetera, so on and so forth. So for example, I work at Texas Rowhouse. I work six hours a day. I have nine left for me. I will never do it the other way. Like I will never work. Um, what, what would that be? Set eight at Rowhouse and seven, seven for myself. Never. And like in any job, any opportunity. So like, I'm just giving y'all practical things, like values and stuff that I stand on that I will never change. And those are kind of like, like I said, the small things, but they're big. And if I ever compromise on those, I'm going to compromise on bigger stuff. Like, you see what I'm saying? But I've, I've kind of set these smaller things in my life. That's like, okay, if I stand true to these things, right, there's just certain things that will never get out of whack. I'll always have time for my family. You see what I'm saying? I always have time for my girl. I always have time for my specific purpose, whatever the case may be. And I think once once life goes on, like those are kind of shift depending on like the the um, the season of life that I'm in. But they'll they'll never change. They they might shift, but I think that's important too. Like setting little small things like that. Like I won't work on this day or certain hours, whatever the case may be. I'm just trying to give you all practical stuff that I think is important to stand on and to to not compromise on. Right. So yeah. just asking yourself genuinely something that you wouldn't imagine you really have to answer but when it comes or rather when you're presented with the question you may not be able to like really give a response that you may think but okay what are your values and more specifically i think what we're talking about in this conversation is what are your your non-negotiables and that's with with what anyone may be requesting of you on uh a just basic level of different relationships, peers, acquaintances, family, friends, and in a broader level of like even in a more professional sense of your career or whether you are in school, you know, you're going into the workforce and things of that nature. Because as we mentioned, how you do anything is how you would do everything. 
And so if you can't say no or re- resist a particular temptation of these smaller opportunities that may not have you no know, consequences that are as dire, when you begin to elevate and you are being promoted to different levels of your life where now the circumstances are a lot more precarious and the long-term consequence of what you may get yourself into or sign up for or say yes to can really alter like your day-to-day and what your life is yeah. like it's going to be that much harder and so like that even even for us i think this is why it's such an important conversation you know as we're beginning to like step more into just this world of entertainment the right. business and the back end there has to be those things that we have in place like okay yeah like this may bring us more money this may get us an opportunity to sit down with them and or be able to go to these particular events but at what cost i remember i I don't know why i'm thinking about this right now but i can't remember what song it was it was holvey and forrest frank and i remember he said i just turned a milli to to be home with my son Mm. that's exactly what we're talking about yeah i don't care what's put in front of me Yo, I have a child that was just birthed. Mm-hmm. Like my first ministry, first calls to my family. Yeah. I don't care what may get in the way of that particular value principle or non-negotiable, but I'm not going. Mm. And I'm not I'm not budging on that. I'm standing on yeah. that. And like, yeah. I thought that was, I don't know what that situation may have been particularly in the context of what he was speaking to in the song. I imagine that's what it was just to, yo, I'm, being, I'm staying yeah. home with my family. Exactly. But that's admirable to me. I believe that should be celebrate it more that should be promoted more to just to stand 10 toes on what you said was of value to you and just not being easily persuaded in just any direction that comes to you because what happens is especially with people our age this isn't a conversation that we usually have with ourselves or think about mm-hmm. and so we're in high school we're going into college and this really starts in high school like of course like we don't know the totality of who we are yet or what yeah. we want to do or what that looks like so everyone's telling us what we should do what direction we should go in what should be important to us well like you need to look at like these particular careers and these industries and what money this is going to get you and x y and z so we make a decision Based on that, we pick whatever our next steps are, whether that's higher education. And, you know, let's say that we do get into college and we have the same the same narrative is there. There will never be a point in your life where people aren't trying to tell you what is best for you. That's why you have to know what is best for yourself and mm-hmm. what God says is what's best for you. Because, again, if you don't have that foundation, then you're going to be persuaded by whoever has your ear at that's the moment. A fact. That's a fact. Whatever guidance counselor, whatever people who are your peers or acquaintances in school, whatever they may be doing or telling you, well, you know, this is going to get you in this position. This is what I got going on. Whoever has your ear will determine what your future will be and what the next steps you'll walk into. Mm-hmm. That's why it has to be God and God alone and you understanding what that is, right? And of course, like wise counsel of people that you trust, confide in, and, lo- and you know love you for who you are. But that's significant. You know, I think that's why, like, I love this conversation because as we're growing into who we are, like, this is the challenge. You know, like, okay, like, yeah. we're in school. Okay, like, we're looking at these all these opportunities, these careers, and these fields. Yes, this may get me X, Y, and Z. But at what cost? I know this is going to take me away from this. I know there's something in my spirit convicting me that's not allowing me to get complete peace on this. But like 
that's a good check. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And or that is just an amazing opportunity that, yeah, that may take me away from my family for about three, three, four or five years. But look, at the end, at the end of this, I'll be promoted to this X, Y and Z. Right. And then you take it. Three years becomes five. Five becomes seven. It's been a decade. You've seen your parents three times. You know what I mean? Like things that you just don't see in the moment because you, we just didn't have that foundation that we we were standing on. Because again, especially I guess even more, really more so for us, this is something we have to think about because we're making these pivotal decisions now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like these these are the decisions when you talk about like your career, where you're going to be at the next three to five years. These are things that, yo, you compromise on this now. Man. You're putting yourself in a situation where you could be stuck yeah. in a particular position that you know you shouldn't have been in or you shouldn't have taken. But since we didn't take the time to have these conversations, mm-hmm. no, here's my non-negotiable. This is the value that I know that I have. God, all right, please give me the guidance and the wisdom on who I am and what this next step should really be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're never stuck. You know what I mean? God's always going to get us where we need to go. But- Still, these are that much more important, especially while we're young, I think. Hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think God God would never open up a door that once you walk through, it would compromise those, those things. Never. Which, is, which never. is why it's also very important to have them. Because I think if you don't set them and make them clear, you don't really know what the... You, you know what I'm saying? You're walking the door, you don't know what, what to even gauge or like, is this a good... But if you have those things that you're standing on, God will never walk you in the door that's like, oh, this is compromised. Never. Right. And whenever you're just making decisions or just like sorting through what may be coming to you. Exactly. More, you know, that much more in the context of this conversation. Like Jordan's mentioned once before in terms of like trying to make these decisions in just a practical way. Sometimes it's easy to know. First, when you're looking at a menu, no, this is what I don't want. Exactly. Right. Okay. I know that. This these few job offers or these particular companies that are trying to get me to be a part of what they have going on and whatever it is, a corporate and or creative endeavor. All right. All of these three are taking me away from these things mm-hmm. or pushing me further away from God and who I am. Like that's an e like all right, that's an easy no. Mm-hmm. I know what that what that looks like, you know? Um so yeah, like so even in that context, it, it makes these things particularly easier to sort through and understand because you have a barometer for your decision. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Right, that's it. For it. <laughs> we talk, we, we, I, we use that word often, but you have a barometer for your decisions. Yeah. Right? And so I think that I think that's just as important just to stay true. Not for real. I just turned a million down to be home with my son. Y'all don't get it. I can't gain a thing if I've already won. Oh, really? That second, a, a lot of, heavy on that second part. I ain't gonna lie. I can't gain a anything. thing if I've already won, bro. And Hovey had a, a line that I really liked. I'm, I'm just giving y'all. This, these are just captions I'm probably gonna use. <laughs> but he was saying, "What he said? He said, I don't need a seat at the table if I got a seat at the kingdom or something. Something like beat, that. On the beat, it sound crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but." No, that's real. I just turned a minute beat up with my son. Bro, y'all don't, don't get, get it. it. I can't win. Gain the thing if I've, I've already won. won. Oh, my gosh. You've already won, bro. You already got you it. You already won. And, of course, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier said than done. But oh, I think sure. it just comes down to faith. Mm-hmm. Because these things do look amazing 
They look great up front. And particularly depending on your particular background, where you're coming from and where you know you want to go, that makes these things that much more enticing, right? And, you know, we've mentioned the aspect of it being like monetary opportunity, but it doesn't always even look like that. You know, again, like these are just um, so-called open doors Mm -hmm. that just get you access to fill in the blank, whatever your particular desire is. Right. Because, again, that's how the enemy is going to show up and what you want and what you desire. But it always comes at a particular cost. And that, and that's what I've been thinking about a lot recently. And I, I thought I was having with myself is, you know, I remember growing up, our parents would always tell us that nothing's free. But what I didn't realize is that doesn't just apply to what we can buy. That's life. Mm. Any choice you make will come at a cost, whatever it may be. And that's why it's important to know your particular value, to to know your values now. And just, you don't have to have it all figured out, but have a particular framework for what that is. And as you begin to get older and know yourself more and who God's called you to be and who you are in him, you can get an idea of, all right, this is the particular lifestyle that I want to Right. Like that's how I, I gauge things now as well. It's like, OK, like if I'm saying that I want to be able to be in this position right. or make this much money or live in this city. All right. What is that going to cost me? Hmm. Not in a monetary way. The time, the energy, the stress, the worry, the the the, the temptation at those levels. Like, you know, and even look like we we talk about this like salvation wasn't free it cost Jesus his life now it's going to cost you yours there's nothing free in life mm. at all you want to say you want to you want to say yes mm. to this assignment this purpose what God has for your life okay that that comes at a cost too mm. it's not always mon- the the Man, the, the cost isn't always monetary the way exactly. that we think exactly. you know what i mean in our walk bro we're Take up your cross. Mm. And of course, we see that all throughout the Gospels and what Jesus says to people. But he says, if you want to follow me, Mm -hmm. if you want to follow me, there's a condition there. Well, this ain't free. Hmm. Take up your cross, fam. Die to yourself, your desire, your will, your way, which you think is best, whatever opportunity that comes and may entice you, but doesn't please me. Take up your cross. That comes at this comes at a cost, mm. and everything else will. So just always having that in the back of your mind, and realizing that some of these particular open doors, so-called opportunities, come at a cost. Energy. It's not worth paying. It's not worth paying for, at all. Mm-mm. So, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> Nothing's for the free ski. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. So long story short, like this is just encouragement, something that I think me and I, I've needed to hear myself and have been reinforcing just to make sure that I'm always staying on top of and just a call to action. You know what I mean? Not to just stay passive and maybe not completely understanding the foundation of what you're standing on and what you believe and just always understanding that like, like stay true stay true 
Like, it's never worth it to compromise at any level. I know it may seem small now, very insignificant of value, but these decisions add up over time. They create habits that turn into a lifestyle that you now live. Yeah. Right? Decisions to habits to now this is a lifestyle. So these small decisions turn into what my tendency was. And now that I'm older and mm-hmm. I'm getting these things, it's just a lifestyle. Exactly. It's a lot easier for me. There is, I don't even have that second voice to tell me no. So just that it's, it's not, it's not worth it. Mm-mm. And God will provide like, and if you haven't seen it or need more faith, like ask him to show up in that way and just take the step back and allow him to do what he does. That's yeah. something that I've learned this year. So don't sell out. Don't sell out. Stay you. Stay real. Stay humble. <laughs> That's why I be telling y'all every week, Every bro. week, bro. We're just going in to, depth about the saying every, bro. To, hey, that's it, bro. Every week, that's bro. That's it. Literally, stay, stay you, you, stay real, stay humble. You're going to be straight. I promise you, bro. Mm. <laughs> and work hard. Yeah. That's <laughs> the only might, thing left. We might have to add it. <laughs> stay you, stay real, stay that's humble. It. Work hard. Word two, bro. I'm oh, telling y'all. Man. No lie. But yeah, that's it, man. That's it's, it. An, it's an unprofitable deal. Your soul is more valuable. It is. An unprofitable deal. Unprofitable deal. Come on, y'all. Man. God got y'all. He got us. That's a fact. Man. That's so a y'all fact. know what it is. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all Friday. Much love.